going to turn tonight to Matthew chapter 25, please. Matthew 25. And we're beginning tonight at verse 31. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, or we would say hungry, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me No meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungred, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, And did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Well, As you can see from the picture on the screen, it's of the Palestine post, or or as it's known today, the Jerusalem post. It's the, the headline from Sunday the 16th of May, 1948, just a couple of days after the Declaration of Independence. And here's the great headline, this iconic headline from 75 years ago. State of Israel is born. State of Israel is born. And then underneath you have the, the, the paragraph, the first paragraph, 
uh, in the paper that day. The first independent Jewish state in 19 centuries was born in Tel Aviv as the British mandate over Palestine came to an end at midnight on Friday. And it was immediately subjected to the test of fire. As the state of Israel was proclaimed, the battle for Jerusalem raged, with most of the city falling to the Jews. At the same time, President Truman announced that the United States would accord recognition to the new state. So there you have it, that uh, front page headline from 75 years ago. And um, good news, folks, if you want a copy of that paper, you can buy it today. A copy of the original 1948 paper. Uh, you'll only have to pay £6,000 to get it. Um, so maybe you'll not bother. But somebody's making money somewhere from it. But what a mighty headline. What a great headline it is. We have read tonight Matthew chapter 25. Let me try to explain why we read that passage. You see, in that passage, Matthew 25 verses 31 to 46, you have the Lord Jesus sitting in the valley of Jehoshaphat near to, near to Jerusalem, and he's on the throne of glory, and he's judging the people. And what you need to understand about this passage is that the nations who are gathered there for judgment are being judged. Now wait for it. They're being judged according to their treatment of the Jews. It was only recently that I discovered that. For years I'd thought, oh, this is just a general judgment here in Matthew 25. But actually... This judgment relates to how the nations of the world, the countries of the world, have treated the Jewish people. How do I know that? Well, in Matthew 25, you've got three groups of people. The first group of people that the Lord Jesus refers to is found in verse 40. If you want to look, if you have your Bible open, if you look there at verse 40, and notice that the Lord Jesus refers to this group of people, and he calls them, listen, my brethren, my brethren. The Savior is referring to his Jewish brethren. That's the group that he's talking about here in Matthew 25 and verse 40. And he will judge those who are before him according to their treatment of his brethren, my brethren, the Jews. You notice in verses 32 and, verses 32 and 33, there's reference to the other two groups, the sheep and the goats. Who are the sheep? Well, the sheep are the people who have treated the Jews with kindness. They have shown love to the Jewish people. What about the goats? Well, you don't have to be a, 
a brain surgeon or a rocket scientist to work that one out. It's the opposite uh, with these people, the goats. They're the people who have shown hatred to the Jews. These are the people who have treated the, the Jews with cruelty. And the Lord will, the Lord <clears throat> will judge these people according to their treatment of the Jews. And the sheep who have treated the Jews with love and respect, he will place them on his right hand. He will say to them, Come ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And he's speaking to Christians who have treated the Jews with kindness. These are people who have been saved by grace now. These are people who have been born again. How do I know? Well, it's that word inherit. Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. When you inherit something, you receive it as a free gift. You don't earn it. You don't have to work for it. It's handed down to you. And you don't have to pay a penny. And that's what salvation is all about. It's a gift. It's the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. So we have the sheep here in Matthew 25. These are the people who have been saved by grace. And they have been born again and washed in the blood of the person sitting on the throne of glory. And uh, whenever you're saved, whenever you're right with God, it just becomes second nature that you will show kindness to the Jews whenever you have any, whenever you have the opportunity to do so. And I can just hear you saying to yourselves tonight, well, what if I never meet a Jew? How can I show kindness to them? Well, we have a wee man coming next month by the name of Tom Rice. And uh, we can show our love and our kindness to the Jewish people by supporting our brother, by supporting him in prayer, by praying for him and for his work, and by supporting him financially. And even if we never personally come into contact with one of the Lord's ancient people, we can support people like Tom Rice and other people who are engaged in the great work of Jewish evangelism. And we can be part of this group on the Lord's right hand. We can be part of the sheep. We can be with the sheep. We can be among the sheep. But as I mentioned this morning and as I announced this morning, our title is Britain and the Jews. Britain and the Jews. How has Britain treated the Jews down through the years, down through the decades, down through the centuries. Well, we could go right back to the 1600s and we could talk about Oliver Cromwell in the 1650s. And then we could talk about King William, of course, in 1690 in that time period. Do you know that both those men treated the Jews with kindness and respect? Both of those Protestant leaders ensured religious liberty for the Jews, Oliver Cromwell and King William. 
And our nation, our British nation, back in the 1600s, was on the Lord's right hand among the sheep. Yes, we were with the sheep. Because we cared as a nation for the Jewish people. We looked after them. We, we ensured freedom of religion for them. And as a nation, we protected them. Then when you come into the 1800s, of course, Queen Victoria was on the throne. Did you know that Queen Victoria's financial advisor was a Jew? He had a good Jewish name too, Moses. And Queen Victoria's financial advisor, he was the man who went to, to Israel in the 1800s. And he bought a plot of land just outside the walls of Jerusalem. It was the first plot of land, the first parcel of land that had been purchased and owned by a Jew for 1,200 years. And he did it with Queen Victoria's approval. Queen Victoria loved the Jewish people. And so in the 1800s, our nation was still on the Lord's right hand. We were still among the sheep. We were still among those that the Lord said, Come ye blessed of my Father. Blessed, that's a key word now. See, when you show kindness to the Jews, you'll be blessed as an individual or as a country. You can expect the blessing of God. And in the 1600s and from the 1600s right down to the 1800s, our nation knew the blessing of God because of the way we were, were treating the Lord's ancient people. That continued into the 1900s, into the 20th century. So we're, we're coming a wee bit more up to date now. On the 2nd of November 1917, you had the Balfour Declaration. Arthur Balfour sent a letter to Lord Rothschild, and in the letter was the Balfour Declaration. And this is what it said. His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. So just over a hundred years ago in 1917, just as the First World War was coming to an end, our nation was still on the Lord's right hand. We were still among the sheep. Caring for the Lord's ancient people, seeking to, to promote their good, and seeking to provide for them a homeland. But, and there is a but, we didn't always stay on the Lord's right hand. Unfortunately, Britain's attitude toward the Jews changed. You see, we have to ask the question tonight, when did Great Britain become Britain? Think about it. When did Great Britain become 
just Britain. I believe it was when our attitude toward the Jews changed. Our nation is in a terrible state today. We have never been lower as a nation, morally and in every other way. When did the rot set in? You need to go right back to the the years of the Second World War. You see, it was on the 17th of May, 1939, a matter of months before the Second World War broke out. On the 17th of May, 1939, our British government passed a white paper, as they called it, that restricted the number of Jews who were allowed into Palestine. Now, they restricted the number to 15,000 per year. They had this quota of 75,000 over a five-year period. And that's all the Jews who would be allowed to return to Palestine, to their homeland. Hard to believe, considering every year in our United Kingdom, you have one million immigrants. Did you know that? Every year at the present time, immigration is at One million, and that's the net figure. And we haven't even mentioned 50,000 coming across the English Channel on small boats every year. But only 15,000 Jews were being allowed back to their homeland. And that is when the rot set in. You've got to be very careful. You've got to be so careful how you treat the Jewish people because he that toucheth you, the Lord says, toucheth the apple of his eye. You poke the Jews in the eye, you better watch out. Of course, a lot of people who are poking the greatest Jew of all in the eye, aren't they? The Lord Jesus Christ. Hope you're not doing that tonight. It happens in churches, you know. It happens every time you reject the gospel, every time you reject the Savior. You're poking him in the eye. And he's the greatest Jew of all, and God the Father won't look upon it lightly. Oh, he's very, very particular about how people treat his son. But in 1939, our nation changed its tune toward the Jews. Then in July 1945, Winston Churchill was turfed out. People were ungrateful, very ungrateful toward Mr. Churchill after all that he had led them through during the Second World War. But uh, out of their ingratitude, they voted him out of power. And Labour came to power in July 1945, and Clement Attlee was the new Prime Minister. And from that moment on, our British nation really turned against the Jews. From that moment on, British warships were sent out into the Mediterranean to to hunt down Jewish immigrant ships. It's hard to believe, folks, but this is what happened. These British warships were sent out to hunt for these Jewish ships who were bringing survivors 
of Hitler's death camps to Israel. And the British put up a blockade so that the ships couldn't make it to Israel. And people who had been to Auschwitz and other of the the death camps and the concentration camps, they were stopped from entering Israel and they were interned on the island of Cyprus. Do you know that hundreds of Jews drowned in Haifa Bay trying to swim ashore? Jumping from the ships, trying to run the British blockade and trying to make it to the shores of their homeland. Hundreds of the Lord's ancient people drowned. And the Lord will hold Britain accountable for that. Can you see now that Britain has moved from the Lord's right hand to the Lord's left hand? Britain is not now among the sheep. Britain is now among the goats. But in spite of Britain's opposition and all the other opposition to the setting up of a Jewish homeland and to the setting up of the state of Israel, In spite of all this opposition, thank God, independence was still declared at 4 p.m. on Friday the 14th of May, 1948. And it was all in fulfillment of a verse in Isaiah chapter 66, and it's verse 8. Listen to it. Isaiah 66 and verse 8. Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Did you hear it? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? Thank God on the 14th of May 1948, the earth did bring forth a nation in one day. A nation was born at once. It was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our Eyes. But of course, we have to fast forward 75 years because still today you have the goats. Still to this day, you've got those who are opposed to the Jews, those who hate Israel. They're still around today. Just last Thursday in Tunisia, Five Jews were murdered outside Africa's oldest synagogue. Five Jews murdered in cold blood outside Africa's oldest synagogue. Yes, the goats are still around today. And they'll answer to the King of Glory, by the way. But you'll answer to him as well. Every one of us will answer to him. Of course, this past week, over a thousand rockets have been fired into Israel from the Gaza Strip. We thank God for the Israeli Defense Forces who have launched Operation Shield and Arrow, and we pray that they will know great success. But let me take you back tonight, folks, as we finish Let me take you back to Matthew chapter 25. 
Because you see, some people reading this passage, they say, oh, salvation's by works. Salvation depends on what you do with the Jews. If you're good to them, then you'll get into heaven. If you're cruel to them, then you'll not. But that is not what Matthew 25 is teaching. The Lord Jesus says, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. How do you enter into the kingdom of heaven, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile? You come. Come. It's the great invitation. Pastor Kenny was preaching about it in the open air on Friday. Preaching down Carlisle Road and to the folk coming out of Foilside. Come. It's a great Bible word. If you're not right with the Lord, that's what he's saying to you tonight. He's telling you to come. Just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come.